Hello, hello. Hello. Is this Karen? It is. Why does it say Karina? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, who's Karina? Damn it. Let me go to the intro. Shut your mouth. (laughs) You get a cool name. Sorry, guys. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Naked Onion Mystery Tours where we dissect a subject and hopefully we'll get something out of it. I don't know. Anyway, I'm with Karen, or excuse me, Karina. (laughs) (laughs) Karina, you want to introduce yourself, please? Hello, my name is Karina. (laughs) What else would you like to know about me? Oh, well, you know, a little background, then I'll go into a little background on me. Because we had a we had a SpongeBob tell us that we need to do a little more of an introduction <laughs> and and all of that, so I'm thinking let's do that because that sounds like sound advice from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> uh, let's see. What do you want to know about me? I am currently practicing as a psychotherapist slash uh, alignment coach, and I work with clients to explore um, more self-awareness and to help them work through past traumas. Um, And I'm also studying embodiment as a modality. Um, I'm becoming a certified embodied dance teacher. Um, So that's exciting. Is it like pole dancing? Not pole dancing. dancing is it? Maybe give us a little, you know, taste. A taste? Well, they can't see me, but I will share. (laughs) Well, you know what I'm saying. Is it like Zumba? Is it like ballroom dancing? I mean, is it like, you know? No. So this is more about accessing um, deeper levels of yourself. So, you know, it was designed around three archetypes, which are uh, your inner little girl. And also your sensual siren and your warrior queen. And so all three of those represent different things. So your little girl represents play. um, And then your sensual siren represents pleasure. And your... Your vagina. It is connected to your vagina. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Um, (laughs) You know, interesting tidbit I found out is that yeah. your your throat, your hips, and your vagina are all connected. So throat, blowjob, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hips. Well, we know what hips do, and then the vagina. Well, that's just the Korean. What is it? The frosting on the cake. You already the said vagina. Yeah, we're, you missed the throat one. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. you did. Yeah. So I did the throat one. You did. You did the throat one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking blowjobs, fucking, and then, well, the vagina, birthing. <laughs> birthing. Well, but our, you know, our vagina is our power source. So, you know, there's that. 
Um, <laughs> I like how you put that. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this this dance modality, it, it's more about movement than dance, really, because it's not about looking pretty. It's not about learning choreography. It's listening to your body and what does it want to say? What does it want to release? What does it want to express? Um, and so in a container such as this type of movement class, you're only with women and it's a safe, sacred space that's created. And, um, you are just a guide to allow whatever needs to happen to happen for each, each woman in the, in the room. And I've done the class multiple times and I've worked with Nadia, the, um, the creator and instructor and, um, I've grown a lot as an individual as a result of that. And now I get to move through Can it. Can I just say something yeah. though? It just yeah. sounds like you just had an orgasm. What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that I'm a just bad saying, thing? <laughs> I know. I'm just saying it was like, whoa. <laughs> I know, girl. You're going to experience this. You will be a guinea pig of mine. I hope okay. you, I hope you oh, do know that. Fun. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Please. Yeah. Take me. I'm yeah. yours. Eat it. Now yes. it's my turn, Heifer. Yes, mine. yes. Yes. So my name is... Kimberly Godin, aka Edith Ive Hay Rosenblatt. <laughs> and I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for 12 years. I've been a hospice nurse, a wound care nurse. Um, I worked in a facility. You know, I have that vast knowledge that is absolutely useless because I practice holistic medicine at home. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And um, I have been on and off studying at home um, canine health and canine diet. Mm-hmm. And I also like to say that I'm an experienced dog trainer because I have the best dog in the world. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to hit him. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that gives you a little bit of background on me. Um, I do live in Tampa, Florida, and I reside in Carrollwood, and I absolutely love it here every single day, even in the summer. It's, I mean, it's brutally hot, and a lot of people wouldn't want to live here, but mm-hmm. the sun is amazing so that's a little bit about me little tidbit you get a little little bit here and there as we go along Mm -hmm. so you ready to start today's topic I thought you wanted to talk about how we met oh (laughs) yeah but then then the whole podcast is over because I'm cutting it off after an hour (laughs) we'll do that the next episode okay okay Mm mm-hmm next episode so don't be attached to an outcome all right so not being attached to an outcome Mm -hmm. so you want an example i'll give you an example sure yeah let's do examples yeah examples are good like when you're a kid Mm -hmm. and your dad tells you that 
your, your parents are separated, right? And your dad tells you, Hey, I'll be there on Saturday. We'll go to the, we'll go to the baseball game. We'll do this. We'll do that. Not being attached to your dad coming. Because mm-hmm. he, let's say he doesn't come. Right. So that's being attached to an outcome. If you, if you take somebody for their word, like mm-hmm. brutally, mm-hmm. it can be disappointing. Oh, yeah. I know that one very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does anyone know that there's anything wrong in the first place when it comes to that? When it comes to becoming Being attached. attached to an outcome, because we go our whole lives. We're, you know, you go to McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. And I always thought this was weird. You go to McDonald's, you go <laughs> through the drive-through. This is, I haven't been in years, but I imagine you go through the drive-through, you order your sandwich. And I swear to God, there's these beautiful pictures of this, these gorgeous burgers when you're uh-huh. driving up. Oh, but yeah. When you're leaving, <laughs> it's like a pile of shit <laughs> wrapped in paper. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like for me, it's a no brainer. I can see that I, I can see that I'm not getting what I, what they're telling me I'm getting. Mm-hmm. But then there are some people that don't. Yeah. And then that creates suffering. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you know what's wrong in the first place? Like, what is that first initial thing that gets you to go, oh, my God, that's not right. What do you mean by that's not right? Well, look, how do you know that you're in a, you, that you're being attached to an outcome in the first place? No, oh, well, because there's a story or a narrative that you're telling yourself about whatever it is that you're Yeah, but expecting. if you're in denial. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, isn't it just about expectation, though? Always, always, absolutely. It's always about expectation. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is how do you know that expecting is wrong until you know it? Yeah. Who says that? Maya Angelou said that. Forgive yourself for not knowing what you know until you know it. I might just be high, but (laughs) (laughs) wow, it's getting way too deep in here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how do you know? I I guess if you look at your life and if you're not happy, you start to reevaluate like, okay, what am I focusing on? Where's, where's my energy going? Right. But what if you still don't get it? (laughs) (laughs) well it's a learning Uh, process you know I think you know I think you gotta I don't know that's way too general of a 
like question or maybe it's too specific i don't know it, it's too much <laughs> it's one of the two it's one of the two and you know what i wasn't even smoking when i wrote that when i yeah. wrote that question well because i um, i interpreted that question differently probably let me yeah. try it this way why and how do we become attached mm-hmm. to an outcome why but- do we expect Okay. And when does this first start? Okay. Which part of that question do you want me to answer first? The, anyone. Like, whatever comes to your head first. Okay. I mean, hopefully this makes okay, sense so, after yeah, yeah. I publish it. Yeah. All right. So why do we expect? Well, yeah. Well, we expect because that's, how, that's what we learn, right? You like yeah. we grow up in a household where there's rules and we are expected to behave in a certain way. And from early development, if you want to go way back, we okay. as babies, right? As babies, we we only can cry as a means of communication. And we then become to expect that when we cry someone's coming right so Uh that's that's how attachments are formed is through that bonding process through I definitely think my mom let me cry yeah yeah yep yeah I know my mom did sometimes but I don't know, like, where the cutoff was. <laughs> right. When, you know, because, I mean, just having mm-hmm. babysat babies for many years, you know, th- there's, like, a dance that you do because you eventually want them to fall asleep. <laughs> but right. but you don't want them, like, screaming bloody murder, obviously, if, right. if you know, because that does more harm than good. There's a lot of science, new science on that stuff now. Um that talks about what's the science well it's important to to continue to allow that bonding to happen like some people think that if you go too much that that's a bad thing but it actually isn't it just helps secure the attachment right so yeah otherwise we grow up with you know anxious attachments avoidant attachments i mean you know there's there's only, I forget what the statistic was. It was like maybe 40% of people have like a secure attachment and the other 60% of people are, you know, messed up. In that, messed up in that <laughs> They're um, screwed. <laughs> um, but it's not impossible to like learn that through, um, you know, some kind of bond, whether that's a romantic partnership or a friendship or yeah, all different kinds of relationships. You can help to rewire that and and develop more safety. Um, so yeah, I mean, why do we expect it? Because it's like a give and take when we're in community, right? Right. So whether yeah, that's... but I'm just thinking, how does it affect like how does it affect relationships later on life in life? It's like because. I, I'll tell you, when I first started dating my husband, Sean, no one told me about not being attached to an outcome then. <laughs> so I was like, I, I mean, he met me when I was 33 or 34. 
Mm-hmm. And I was not, I'm still a big child. All right. Giant child. <laughs> it says infant. I got wrinkles, but <laughs> my mind is like five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when we met, he was, he would ask me out, but then he would smoke too much or do something too much or fall asleep or it'd be nine o'clock. It's, supposed to be at my house mm-hmm. well here I am the expectation right you could you could have at least called mm-hmm. did he call fuck no he didn't call me he didn't call me I called him and I said hey um are you coming he he, he says to me this oh. why <gasps> yeah oh girl he said why i said because you asked me out motherfucker yeah you know you Mm -hmm. asked me out and he he was like "Mm, click he hung up on me this is my husband are you kidding me i've never heard this story this is great yes okay yes girl yes (laughs) and he you think i was a big child oh my god he was an even bigger child so it was like two children and he was he broke up with me 11 times that's 11 times wow took him back every time because he didn't mean it damn it mm-hmm. but then I got to be like 45 years old or something and I was like enough is enough mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> took me that long to be like I am no longer putting up with this foolishness yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh lord crazy I'm just saying you know that's what Mm -hmm. happens you're in you're attached to an outcome I thought I had the expectation that people were supposed to call if they were canceling or whatever. Yeah. But there are some people, and we'll just call them narcissists, okay? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what foolishness are you talking about? We didn't have a date. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I go home and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my god! Why me? He doesn't love me. Of course he doesn't. He doesn't even love himself. Mm -hmm. Give me a break. But nobody, no mother of mine, told me anything. So I'm sorry. Did I just rant? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Okay. Well. So, yeah, I mean, not everybody follows the same set of rules. Right. That's That's essentially what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, when you choose kindness and decency, then you do call to say, hey, I'm running a little late or you shoot a text. Right. It's it's not that hard. (laughs) But not everybody thinks that way. Not everybody feels um, I don't know what, yeah. 
No, I get you. Not everybody has that. I'll call it integrity. Not Thank everybody. You. Yeah, mm-hmm. because integrity can be for you and it can be for myself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to just be for that, you know, hey, I have integrity when I'm dealing with um, people at the bank mm-hmm. kind of thing. I only have integrity with children. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't work that way. You got to have it all the straight time. across the board. Yeah. You got to have, you know, you, you, and here's the other thing. Uh, and it, and it, it's along the same line, right? Not mm-hmm. being attached to an outcome. Mm-hmm. People who are not attached, attached to an outcome don't need to talk to about other people. They don't need to gossip about other people. Mm-hmm. They don't need to say hello, you know, like I remember there was a time when I used to think I had to say hi to everybody and that everybody in this, I was young, mm-hmm. but everybody should say hi back because that's, you know, etiquette. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a Catholic grandmother that just, yeah, like, it, don't put your elbows on the table. Oh, yeah. To be that's my dad. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the silverware was always set a certain way. And you had more than one glass. You had a drinking glass, a wine glass, and a juice glass in the, you know, in mm-hmm. the best brunch. Yeah, there, there's different place settings. Right. And we were broke, girl. We, we didn't have a whole lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's like integrity. Yeah, it's important doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like always act like you have a camera on you. And I always did that, you know, because at work, when being a nurse, Mm -hmm. they have a camera on you all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I would rather view it as like doing everything from a, a space of love right yeah like I'm gonna show up in love to you always no matter who you are that's important right and but the need to be accepted is so strong with people yeah oh yeah people pleasing is like that's one of the main things I talk to clients about, you know? Yeah. It's, it's Who are like, you doing it for? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's kind of a selfish thing because I did it at my last job. I had this boss and she was a narcissist. Well, you know, she was probably many things OCD. She had a, a bunch of different things going on. Mm-hmm. And the selfish thing I did was not all the time I stood up to her a lot of the time she pissed me off a lot but I would try to do all the work she wanted me to do Mm -hmm. and really what she was doing was sabotaging me and it instead of leaving like the first month I was there I stayed an entire year at a job I hated Mm mm-hmm but I tried to please everybody. That's what I did. I, w- I went outside of myself 
and I tried to please everybody. And then when I left, I took off a month and I realized I'm like, I'm never doing that shit to myself again. I will never Mm. work a job for somebody that insecure. I won't do it Mm. because secure people do not have to be like, oh my God, she talked bad behind my back. Mm -hmm. Huh? I said manipulative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't have the only story. You got to tell a story now. You want me to tell a story? I do. A story. Um, okay. You okay. got a ton of th- <laughs> selections. <laughs> um, well, what, what, do we, what do you want a story about? Expectations? Attachments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attachments. Do that. Attachments. No, it can't be a dog. It can't be a dog. Okay. No. Uh, it has to be a person. It has to be a person? It can't be a situation? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It can be a um, so when did that happen? November. I'm sorry. April of 2018, I set the goal at Easter with some friends that I was going to go to India and do my yoga teacher certification. So for the next, and that was going to happen in in November. So for the next, what is that? Seven months. I had seven months to plan it, to save, to start studying, to get my body in shape. Um, And I did some of those things. I probably didn't do enough. Um, I wasn't doing yoga all the time. And I studied a little bit here and there. I made my flashcards learned all the different Sanskrit terms. And um, so super excited, got the visa, did all the things. And um, come November, I I took off from, I took a leave of absence for like a month from work and to, to jump off into the trip and everything else, I went to a Tony Robbins event awesome which was phenomenal um however the very first night when we went to go check in we didn't even start the event yet um my friends and i stayed in an airbnb and i i volunteered to stay on this the pullout couch and i went upstairs to get extra pillow and blanket for myself and on the walk down i was holding the pillow and blankets in front of me when could not see my feet and I ended up breaking my foot. Oh, oh yeah, shit. girl. <laughs> oh my god! So I of course jumped up and giggled, and I was like, "I'm fine. It'll be okay." And I, you know, they got me ice, and and then I ended up realizing about five minutes later that no, this is indeed broken. I need to oh go. My god! Handle this, and yeah, so. And you know, turned out I, I I broke my fifth metatarsal for the second time, and um, so suddenly my life turned upside down because I was moving out of my apartment and putting my belongings in storage. I still hadn't finished that project. I had to do that with a broken yeah. foot by myself. Luckily, I had an amazing um, super at 
my building who helped me tremendously. Yeah. I gave him all my alcohol. (laughs) Oh, Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And um, yeah. So I ended up having to figure all that out. Didn't get to go to India. Still not yoga teacher certified, which I'm okay with that now for now maybe I'll do that again at some point in my life but so are you saying that was an expectation to the go expectation to this? was yeah I, I wanted to no. have a huge like experience internationally I was going to India to do this and to come back with you know a new skill set and yeah none of those things happened oh my god <laughs> and an Indian husband I heard they're really good lovers oh, really? <laughs> they know the tantra yeah yes darling they do mm-hmm. girl they know how to move those hips too honey mm-hmm. that's fun <laughs> <laughs> I know how to move my hips uh, too <laughs> yes girl oh my god how funny Mm-hmm. I had to throw some sex in there just to make it spicy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 one attachment story I have for you. <laughs> wow. Is there another one? Oh, no. I mean, I, I'm sure I could find several. But Okay, I got one for you. Okay. I, I uh, years ago, I dated a doctor, a surgeon, in fact, mm-hmm. and... I didn't realize who he was. Like I had this Prince Charming. He's a good guy. He must be good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, seriously, I couldn't steal a pen at that age without, oh my goodness. <laughs> I have to take it back. That's how I was. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was that way, mm-hmm. you know, and I was in love with, in love, right? Yep. He didn't love me, girl. He was in lust with me. I was like a zero between a zero and a two, mm-hmm. you know? And I was in love and I wanted to be married. I talked about marriage and, you know, it's what young women do. Mm-hmm. I might have been 20 something when I met him, 24 or 25. Oh, yeah. And um, he was a baby. Yes. Yes. Oh, but this man, I loved him. Mm-hmm. Well, the longer I dated him, the more he got like surgeon ego and his ego started showing up for uh, things and yeah. he started to that's be the, a real that's dick the to me. PH dick. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 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 dear. He was a plastic and reconstructive surgeon. Yeah. Even better. No, I met him when he was in residency. Okay. So his ego had grown exponentially. Yeah. By the fifth year we were together. And mind you, I put on, I might have been like 130 pounds or 135. Mm -hmm. Between 135 and 145. And if I was that weight now I would be in my estimation too thin Mm -hmm. so you know I'm like now I'm thinking what's wrong with this guy (laughs) that that was too big for him or whatever anyway I was so in love with this guy that he manipulated me into breaking up with him which is a whole other story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I left and came home on a plane. 
I had to drive back with my dad. Mm-hmm. I almost had a car wreck. Oh my gosh. Had to get all of my shit and drive it home. Hmm. You know, now talk about attachment. I I must have hated myself a lot because I didn't figure it out until I met Sean Mm -hmm. 20 some odd years later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know. But I was so attached to this guy I didn't see who he was. Mm -hmm. Into getting married and being in love. Yeah. And how quickly uh, that will fizzle when you're dealing with a narcissist. Oh my God. They don't care about anybody but themselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? What can you do for me? And that's pretty much until you get some peace. And the only time you get peace is when you're alone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know that that's necessarily true, but... (laughs) I I hear what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) There is a tremendous amount of peace when you're alone. But not for everyone. A lot of people can't be alone, Kim. Are you saying I'm special? (laughs) No, I'm saying that you did the work and you figured out how to be alone without that being a miserable fucking experience. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) not too many people can do that because they you know the loneliness factor people make it about you know what's outside of them oh I'm lonely why aren't you here I'm so sad man it's like well what kind of relationship do you have with yourself to where you can enjoy your own company and not be so needy and dependent on someone else's you know, ability to fill your cup up. <laughs> well, I have, right? Well, I say you smoke a big fatty <laughs> and do like my husband does. What does okay? your husband do? Oh, he, he just doesn't even know where he is. He <laughs> just smokes so much and he sits in front of the TV. He's done it with me. <laughs> In the room. Okay. <laughs> and all I have to do is make him a big something. Like a big bowl of something. Okay. You know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's just got to be delicious. That's all. Right. And he's gone. He's like, I am out of here. But his body is <laughs> <laughs> it's like right there. I see it. You're sitting right there. I could slap him. Right, punch him. Is he like comatose? Like what? What kind of? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, being a, I'm, being, I'm being facetious. <laughs> okay, but you know he finds a way. Oh God, I feel like you can't ignore me, right? Like mm-hmm. you, when you're here with me in the same room, you don't ignore me. No. I'm like a boil on your ass <laughs> right there. <laughs> My husband. But I en- I enjoy engaging with you and I laughing know, with you. you and, with each other. and maybe your husband has a threshold or something. I don't know. I think yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, it's no. He <laughs> he can tune me out with TikTok. Ugh. Everybody loves a good TikTok video. I, I do. Another, I just don't do go to the rabbit hole with that. I yeah. Four hours. <laughs> I was like, on TikTok no. for four hours. No, see, like life is too precious. I'm sorry. I oh, I'm, shut up. I'm getting away from the social media like Oh, addiction no. there's an attachment for you <laughs> hey oh my god you're so right hang up on me now no, I'm just <laughs> no seriously how me. attached are the people in your life like to their phones right <gasps> my husband's addicted to tiktok i just told you yeah i just oh oh well I got a friend I won't name names but okay he is like on the dating apps you know Mm -hmm. yes and he's looking for booty somewhere okay and (laughs) (laughs) you know hey this guy is like 20 feet over there to the right Oh geez, <laughs> you know, um, like that. That's and we'll be somewhere. It's not fun. God damn it. Uh, that sounds awful. I'm sorry. But you know what? You love your friends, right? Like they of have course. to go through their shit. Yeah. So, but to yeah, I don't know. Just having done the apps thing, it there's just such a desperation and a huge attachment to an outcome of like. Am I going to find the one? Right. Am I going to find it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want, do you want to do some more of these questions? Cause they were, they're really good questions. Oh my God. I think we're so funny though. Funny and <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh, but it'll, it'll all, it, yeah. The answers will all be good. So mm-hmm. here's another one. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I say this a lot. Okay. I do. I say this a lot. Mm-hmm. Man, that that guy's on autopilot. Uh, yep. <laughs> like, I see it all the time. These kids, like, talk about talk about not having an attachment. When you talk to them, you can't expect shit. Like <laughs> you, you can't expect. Oh my God, no, it was this woman where I got my hair done today mm-hmm. and it was, I was talking to her and you'd think I was doing this. Wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I know that feeling very well, actually. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was resistant towards everything I was telling her. Ugh. Like, but unconsciously resistant. To yeah. everything I was telling her you know it's not like she's this woke person she's like oh yeah like whatever she mm-hmm. I said oh is Jackie you know ready to do my hair and she goes oh no she's still with a client and I said okay um so I asked her about this coupon mm-hmm. that gets printed out on the rec- on the receipt you know when you when you make your purchase for hair or whatever after you're done right I was like yeah I want to buy these things and I want to know if I can use the coupon at the end of the you know getting my hair done Mm -hmm. and you you know I want to get double like Walgreens (laughs) double the coupon I want to get it for like a dollar okay (laughs) fucking hell 
<laughs> anyway, she goes, oh, I don't know about anything like that. And I said, oh, really? And she goes, yeah, we don't have anything like that. I've been here for a long time. and We just don't have that. And I said, and she goes, well, where'd you hear such a thing? And I said, oh, no, ma'am. <laughs> oh, no, ma'am. I like to make shit up. <laughs> just fuck with people, you know. <laughs> I do know. <laughs> <laughs> and she, of course, she was like, oh, that's strange. <laughs> so, yeah, you have completely a sense of absurd. humor. Yeah, yeah. that's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely absurd, lady. Nobody does that. <laughs> At least nobody I know anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you licking your leg. And I will put the Elizabethan comb <laughs> around your neck. Okay, nobody knows who you're talking to or why. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm talking to my dog who just had surgery. <laughs> and he's in a lot of trouble right now. Aw. He's thirsting alone. He's thirsting. Oh, he's a beautiful dog. And I love him a lot. He's just got big incisions. Mm-hmm. And he's got like. A hundred stitches. He looks like Frank and Weenie. (laughs) Stop it. That poor boy has been through so much. I know. And he's hopped up on pain meds. I know. And he's like, get this shit off of me. And he's gnawing (laughs) at it. Like, what did you do? You. I have an an expectation. God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm of my dog no who does that who does i just that? don't want him to open it up right that's all no, I know. Yeah. yeah so yeah autopilot yeah autopilot autopilot <laughs> is like living the unexamined life right it's like ignorance is bliss kind of thing where you're just not even questioning anything about your own behavior and how you contribute to right any of the problems in your own life i'm on autopilot and if i'm my autopilot is i'm always the victim well then guess what you're You're always you're gonna be pretty fucking miserable and you're gonna be complaining all the time and looking through that lens of like everybody's coming at me everybody wants to attack me I'm never yeah, going to have it... enough money. Well, too, think about it. Like, I noticed when I mm-hmm. started, like, getting the fresh brain and shit started clearing up, mm-hmm. I quit surrounding myself. Like, my mom was complaining. My dad was complaining. My brother was complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband was complaining. Um, like, oh, everybody at work was complaining. Um, I'm feeling this energy right now it's making me like you see (laughs) but see then you get caught up in it right (sighs) like here you are this good person Mm -hmm. and you just surround yourself with fucking assholes (laughs) and you don't even realize it I mean they're kind of fun in the beginning the assholes they really are (laughs) and then they're like oh god no what a what the hell (laughs) what am I doing yeah it's 
just an energy suck. Mm-hmm. Not even the fun kind. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Which is called India. Indica, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Colorado right now and have some. <laughs> There's a lot more states than just Colorado now. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. That's just yeah. the one I want to move to. Yeah. Yeah, I just got back from there. It's freaking beautiful. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Indians. Mm-hmm. The they have Americans. them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Native Americans. Is that, is that uh, what do they call that, politically correct? Yes, ma'am. Well, you know how I feel about politics. (laughs) (laughs) We've had a conversation or two, yes. (laughs) Oh, Oh, on that note, on that note, let's, uh, let's stop the cast now. And we'll, didn't you want to plug your, where can you go to find Karen Formasano? If someone needs some help hmm. with anything, where can they where can they find you? I'm still working on that, but as of right now, you can find me at graceful underscore alignment. Um, that's my Instagram. Graceful Oops. underscore alignment. Yes, on mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I haven't posted and, in a very long time, but that's well. You need to start getting cracking. Yeah, that's going to be changing. So. Yes, yes. We're coming out of the pandemic. We're coming out of an alternate reality, and yeah, we're stepping more fully into what's next. That's true. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: I feel about COVID. It's it's the spiritual garbage that's sticking around and it's, it's doing something about. Wait, what do you mean by know? spiritual garbage? Well, think about it. Think about all the negativity on this planet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's infectious. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I can definitely attest to I don't. I. I don't know though. I. I feel more hopeful about the situation though. I feel like the the pandemic really helped people to reassess. You know, like where they're at. Well, that's at what I'm saying. They've had a year. Mm-hmm. They've had a year, right? Like it had to start from the bad energy, but now mm-hmm. they've had a year to just clean up their act. And I've I've found a lot of people being a lot nicer. Yeah, no, I, I you know, I definitely... especially after the whole election thing. Yeah, it's calmed down quite a bit. Yeah, that definitely and I believe now to it's going to get better because the energy's changed. So. Mm-hmm. I concur. And I think a lot of people faced a lot of demons or a lot of fears that um, really came to the surface throughout, you know, just the way that everything unfolded. And um, I know I've I did on a personal level and many levels. So yeah, Yeah. it was, it was a good time to look at some shit. (laughs) Right, man. I found myself, I got a better job. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm around people that are super positive. Um, Nursing still sucks. You know, I know it's, 
a lot of people absolutely love it and I get that namaste my friends forgive me (laughs) but it's it's a lot on a day-to-day it's a lot yeah so yeah well Mm -hmm. the western medicine machine I'm just so grateful I was able to leave that and create my own thing so that I don't have to deal with insurance companies and policies and things that just are not in alignment with who I am and my belief systems. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so you can find me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Edith Ivey (laughs) Rosenblatt. And then the the middle name is I-B-H-A-Y. And the last name is R-O-S-E-N-B-L-A-T. Thank you for listening to another Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast on not being attached to an outcome. Thank you, Karina. Thank you, my dear. Bye. Ciao, ciao.